0: Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough... Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to The Bread of Life. Catholic Bible study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. May I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Application from Trinity Sunday. The first reading reveals to us that God's law is to be obeyed above man's law. The second reading tells us that being adopted into God's family means being a full heir to his heavenly kingdom. The gospel calls us to be disciples of action and to go forth. This week, bring someone you know into God's family. Tell that person about Jesus. Share your faith with him or her. Let your witness be the spark that sets their heart on fire. You may have to go no further than your family, school, or work to find new members for God's family. In fact, you may find members of God's family who need to be reminded that he is still with them even in their troubled times. You are messengers of the king. Ken wrote one of I spoke with the mother of a young man who was bipolar she is very concerned for not only his physical health, but also his mental health. I told her that in times like these, we need to turn to Jesus in prayer. I referred her to Psalm 27, which calls on us to trust in God. I suggested she put her son into the hands of the Lord and then rest herself in them. This was from a book dated 1999 to 2006. I answered that. I reminded a family member of the power of God that resides in her, reflects her baptism that she received as an infant. I also talked to a neighbor's great grandson who has not been baptized about Jesus and God's love for him right where he is. I witnessed to him my love of God and the church. And what was the helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Cameron wrote, the gospel calls us to be disciples of action and to go forth and make disciples of all nations. His application... I prayed, then I tried to reach all the hospital chaplains and pastors to try to find a donor for a liver transplant for a patient in our diocese. And I have the connection between baptism and Trinity and being a temple of the Holy Spirit was a helpful thought for me. Even though I was an infant, God took up residence in me and poured his love into me. I think that was to show me it was no merit of my own and that it was Jesus that chose me, not that I chose him. Also that I block God's life in me when I sin, but as soon as I confess my sin and repent, turn back to him, his life comes alive in me again. My application... Observe all that the church teaches me. Go to confession to a priest for the the minute I break my love relationship with God and man. This is Corpus Christi, the most holy body and blood of Christ Sunday. The gospel this week is from Mark 14, 12 to 16 and 22 to 26. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. While they were eating, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take it. This is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen, I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The word of the Lord. The questions. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, what did they sacrifice? The Passover lamb. What did Jesus' disciples say to him? Where do you wish us to go to prepare the Passover supper for you? Mark fourteen twelve. Describe what is in Exodus 12. 1 to 11, concentrate on verse 11. Well, each household would roast the unblemished lamb whole and eat it all. The blood of the animal was put on the doorposts past Passover. Verse 11 says, this is how you are to eat it. With your loins, girt, sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, you shall eat like those who are in flight. It is the Passover of the Lord. And verse 12 says, for on the same night, I will go through Egypt, striking down every firstborn in the land, human being and beast alike, and executing judgment on all the gods of Egypt. Jesus sent two of his disciples into the city. Whom did they say would meet them? A man carrying a jar of water. And what did he tell them to do? Follow him. What, wherever the man entered what were they to say to the master of the house the teacher says where is my guest from where i may eat the passover with my disciples what would the master of the house show the disciples a large upper room furnished and ready and what were they to do make the preparations for them there when the disciples went off and entered the city what did they find? They found it just as he had told them. And what did they do? They prepared the Passover. Personal question. In prayer, have you asked the Lord about what he wants you to do? Have you followed his directions? Deacon Ken wrote, yes. He wants me to live out his word more clearly, boldly, and consistently with no compromise And I answered that. I asked him to help me write out some thank you cards, and he did that. I asked him to help me about another situation with a family member when I was going to call. And he told me to write it down, so I decided to write it to her instead of calling and felt the letter was anointed by the Holy Spirit and full of love for her. I just thank you, Lord, for that. While they were eating, what four things did Jesus do with the bread? He took it, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. What did he say? Take it. This is my body. Mark 14, 22. What did Jesus do with the cup? He took it, gave thanks, and gave it to them. And they all drank from it. And what did he say to his disciples? This is my blood of the covenant which will be shed for many. Mark 14, 23 to 24. Why was Jesus's blood shed? Matthew 26, 28 says, for this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. What did Jesus say he would not do again until the day when he drinks it new in the kingdom of God? Mark 14 25 says, drink the fruit of the vine. What makes us one body? 1 Corinthians 10 16 to 17 says, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one, we though many are one body, but we all partake of the one loaf, what did Jesus, in the disciples, sing, a hymn, and when and where did they go? After singing the hymn, they went went. Sing, after singing the hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives. Personal question: How can you participate more fully in Mass on Sunday? If there is any blockage from your participating fully. Go to a priest and talk to him and receive the sacrament of reconciliation. No matter how deep the hurt, you can forgive everyone because Jesus has forgiven you. Deacon Cam wrote, know the word and participate in its blessing, breaking, sharing, and proclaiming it. Be prepared, be open, be hungry, be yielding, be vulnerable, be ready to be loved, be expectant. And I have, before going to Mass, make sure I have forgiven anyone who has offended me. Also, continue reading the readings before Mass and doing this study. Listen carefully to the readings in the homily. Write down what the Lord puts on my heart. When consuming the Eucharist, block out any distractions that take me away from receiving his most precious body and blood. A friend answered that question in this way. I have been trained to work as a lector and minister of communion. It is so meaningful to be involved in in this celebration. The psalm for this Sunday is Psalm 116, 12 to 18. How can I repay the Lord for all the good done for me? I will raise the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Too costly in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful. Lord, I am your servant, your servant, the child of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, O Lord, I am your servant. You have loosed my bonds. His application, I will try to release from bondage everyone I meet by being Christ-like to them. And I answered that, the verse I will pay... My vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people was touched me. and my application, tell others all God has done for me and how he restored me from death to life. Death to self with life-giving love for others by thinking of their needs and not my own. A friend answered that, do all I can to witness to what the Lord has given to me. So none of my family will be lost. I want them to be there for that party in heaven. I do not want anyone to be left out. And I think we can all attest to that. The commentary. All males over the age of 12 years were required to go to Jerusalem. This was the time of the Passover festival. The term Passover means the night the Israelites were freed from Egypt. Exodus 12, when God passed over homes marked by the blood of a lamb while killing the firstborn sons in unmarked homes. The day of Passover was followed by a seven-day festival called the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. This feast recalled the Israelites' quick escape from Egypt when they did not have time even to let their bread dough rise. The people had to bake the bread without any yeast. The whole week came to be called Passover week because it followed the special holiday. Jesus told his disciples to go and prepare for the Passover meal in which they were going to participate. Many homes in the area had large upstairs rooms. And the renting of these rooms for the Passover festival was quite common. This meal that Jesus celebrated in today's gospel was the origin of the Lord's Supper, or is also known as the communion of the Eucharist. The sharing of Jesus's body and blood is celebrated every Catholic worship service. And in many other Christian churches, the breaking of the bread is a major part of the worship. At the first Lord's Supper, Jesus and his disciples ate a meal, sang psalms, read scriptures, and prayed. He took the bread and wine and gave them new meaning as his body and blood. Just as Jesus' death on the cross seals a new agreement between God and mankind, the Passover celebrated deliverance from slavery in Egypt, and the Lord's Supper celebrates deliverance from sin by Christ's death. Catholic Christians believe that the bread and wine actually became Christ's body and blood. All Christians believe, however, that God is a part of the communion experience, blessing us as we remember Christ's death until he comes again. We all become one body in Christ when we share his body and blood in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. John 17, 23, I'm kind of adding this on, says, and I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you and me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them even as you love me. This to me is the true presence the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Eucharist, going into me when I receive him in communion. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of yourself. The application for next week, the first reading reveals the sacredness of Mount Sinai to the Israelites. The second reading tells us that we are the temples of God, The gospel tells us that Eucharist means unity and thanksgiving. This week, share your faith with someone. Tell them what Jesus' death means to you and what it means to eat at the Lord's table. You may be sharing this revelation with someone who is very hungry for spiritual food. It might be someone in your family, school, or work. Jesus calls each one of us to feed his lambs. Go forth and share your faith. And feed his lambs. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us with this lesson today. Your true presence of your Eucharist. We thank you for that gift to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more
0: fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org, that's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G, to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, Go to our website at Magnificat-Ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at CST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.